Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a poem that I have written many years ago that's based on the parable of the mustard seed. I've shared a couple of these poems in the past that kind of combine scripture and have a sermon quality to them, but get presented in a very rhythmic, hopefully memorable way. That's what this episode is. It's a poem about the parable of the mustard seed. You see, this last Sunday, that was our gospel reading. So I thought it might be a highly appropriate time to record this poem and share it with the masses, all those out there in listener land. Um, I hope you enjoy it. These are fun for me to kind of present. I have a bunch of them lying around and can never quite find the right venue um, for bringing these out there into the open. So this poem about the mustard seed, it also talks about parables in general. And how parables that Jesus is, Jesus tells us have all sorts of purposes. The parables that Jesus tells are meant to uh, convict us and to make us uncomfortable at times. But they're also meant as a message of hope for those who feel like there's no hope out there. Uh, and parables use really creative imagery and language that's hopefully helping us understand these deep truths of Jesus in a more personal way or in a new way. And that's also kind of why I write these poems, is that hopefully it's slightly different than a sermon and makes you think about some of the words of Jesus in a slightly new way. So here it is, a poem based on the parable of the mustard seed. This is a poem called Parable of the Mustard Seed. Do you ever wonder if Jesus was writing children's books? His parables playfully wind together like cords of a tassel, and at first blush they seem simple, but as you pull back their layers, you are left blushing, because you realize that there is something in these stories that is pulling at you, and not pulling in the cute storybook way like a dog tugging his boy around the block. These stories actually pull away our defenses, and they convict and unsettle and upset because you start to realize that these are not children's stories, that you cannot grab a glue stick and paste these words into the tattered pages of a colorful book so that you can feel better. These stories aren't written for our amusement. They were not written so that we could say, I am right and you are wrong, or nice sermon, pastor. These stories are here so that we will acknowledge our fear and our hypocrisy. And the way we constantly try to ignore the need around us by dressing it up with pretty little pictures and friendly waving animals. These stories are about so much more than what might look good in a cartoon. And when you dig into their soil in hopes of not finding you, but rather finding what's true, you come to realize that these parables, these stories, they were not written at all. They were shared and then recited, and then ignited and passed around like your great-grandfather's antique revolver, precious yet dangerous. And these stories were passed down like your great-grandmother's recipe book, secretive yet for everyone. For some, the parables of Jesus come with a humble exterior, but hidden in plain sight is a convicting message about the monster that tugs us around the block and into our SUVs and past the poor neighborhood to the comfort of our own privilege. And for others, 
the seemingly ordinary tales of Jesus, are the upside-down message of hope that most thought would never arrive. Let me tell you a story like this, Jesus says, about my vision for a kingdom without monsters. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, Jesus says. It starts small. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is scattered on the ground. The good seed you sow will be trampled underfoot and held up to the light to be inspected, cut open and dissected. It will be picked apart, picked away by moles, flicked away by those who will make the inference that one small act of love could not possibly make a difference. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is scattered on the ground and grows into a great shrub. Because your compassion can pick away at the soil, even as individual seeds are plucked away. When you scatter enough seed, eventually one will burrow deep and its papered shell will be ripped open so shoots of life can take root in the soil that runs red with the shots and shouts of all those that oppose this work. Eventually the shoots become roots and all the work that has been hiding below ground breaks forth like a hatchling from its tired shell. And with a whisper, not a yell, this new life, this new story that has been longing to be told says something quiet yet bold. Maybe a different kingdom deserves our pledge of allegiance. The whisper gives way to a hum, which gives way to a song, and the first rubbery chords weave themselves into a shrubbery, a bush that is stout, hardy, deeply rooted, and largely unwanted by the rest of the dressed-up world. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is scattered on the ground and grows into a great shrub and puts forth branches so that the birds of the air can make their nests in its shade. A shrubbery. Because the birds, weary from flight, weary from being chased and beaten and used and lied to and abused and bullied and deported and incarcerated and reported, the birds that no one else would ever want because they would most surely ruin their perfectly good garden. The seed becomes a shrubbery so birds like these can have a place to rest and call home. All the birds of the air make their nests in the shade from the branches that stem from the shrub which was grown from a mustard seed sown. It sounds like a children's book because the instructions are so simple. Plant until something takes root. Love without exception and welcome all the unwanteds into your garden.